podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback, defense, tight end, recommendations based on opposition matchup. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter, Live in the Stream. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late round quarterback. And as always, I am joined by my lovely, lovely co-host, Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on, my man? I'm uh, I'm sitting here. I am sipping some wonderful coffee in a room full of flames, uh, <laughs> and I'm I'm telling myself that everything is fine. Everything's fine. Yeah, it was it was an interesting week one. My season long teams. I look at this. Okay, I'm in I'm in nine redraft leagues this year, mm-hmm. and I lost three games by less than a point. What? Yeah. Yeah, and I cool. and I actually won one game by less than a point because I beat Reeves in the Apex League by less than a point. I saw that. I was I was sweating that out for you guys. I didn't know who I wanted to win. I right. I, oh, I, I, I kind of wanted yeah. a tie. Yeah, I mean, I would expect you to root for him just because you get enough of me throughout the podcast, and you probably no, you probably true. hate me by this point. No, yeah, you're right about that. Uh, um, you know that that uh, that what earlier that was not contrived. Everybody like <laughs> like when JJ told me that he didn't tell me that before the show. It's not like really, okay, I'm going to get on air and I'm going to say, I lost in three leagues by a point. And you're going to go, what? Right. Yeah. It, it sounded like that because I'm I'm awful at doing this. But yeah, I, that was that was real. I'm shocked. I'm stunned. It's, look, it's so crazy. Like It just seems like this, it, for me at least, I don't know if it was like this for anyone else. I had never been in such Tilt City. Like in, 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 <laughs> I had never been in Tilt City like I was in week one, like for, for any week one in any year that I've ever played yeah. fantasy football. My home league, Denny, another close game. I actually won. Get this. I was down by 0.1 points. Or no, sorry. We were tied mm-hmm. going into the – go. It was, it was that Steelers-Redskins game, right? Mm-hmm. And Kirk Cousins had the ball in the four or whatever at the end of the game. He had Kirk Cousins, and we were it was tied. And I won because he threw that pick. That is un. Real. It was just it was just the most insane ending to all these games. Like I lost the game because D'Angelo scored that touchdown at the end. Like it just like it, it was it was crazy. The whole week was just kind of it was it was bizarre because I felt like a lot of it was chalky on one on one point at, you know on one end and then mm-hmm. the other yeah. the other I mean DFS players probably you know I I you know uh, cash games did not seem attractive last week but I, I think that it ended up being uh, a nice chalky week for for cash game players. Yeah, I mean, you. Well, it didn't look that way for for large parts of Sunday, but it ended up being a, a, a really chalky situation, which is the name of my next album. But Ch- we'll, uh, chalky situation. Chalky situation. Yeah, it's uh... a. <laughs> what's what's the what's the first what's the first song in that album? The 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 first track is uh, Oh my God, where? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Spencer, where? That's the first track coming out. Oh my uh, God. Uh, yeah. So, you know, it was a, it was a good week overall though. Um, you know, despite I'm, I'm sure some teams are on fire right now, especially look, I mean, we did our job in terms of telling people to draft the wrong late round quarterbacks so that they would then come to our <laughs> podcast and we would double our listeners in week two. Listen, I wish, by the way, someone asked us that last night. Do we intentionally sabotage our <laughs> listeners with horrible preseason picks? Now, last year, we had great season preseason picks. I, I mean, we had Carson Palmer. We had Fitzpatrick. We had Ty God. Ty God mm-hmm. We had everybody going. This year, it's looking a little bleak. Yeah. 
but we did not do this. We are not that smart and or evil. Yeah, I mean, this year, my two favorite quarterbacks this season from, you know, late, look, late round quarterback. I, like, I got so many texts and messages today that it's, that it's like, wasn't Kirk Cousins, weren't, weren't Kirk Cousins and Tyrod Taylor your favorite late round quarterbacks this year? And I'm like, yeah, but you have to understand the logic behind it. It's not, not that like, you know, like part of their, their, their potential outcome this season was that they would not be top 10 quarterbacks and, mm-hmm. or a top 15 maybe. And, and look, I mean, Tyrod Taylor, that offense is frighteningly bad right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, 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 the, the crazy thing too is that they played at the slowest pace in week mm-hmm. one despite the fact that they were trailing for a lot of that game. Yeah, it, I mean, they didn't. They looked confused. They didn't know what they were doing. It was uh, a bizarre situation. But getting back to what you're saying with uh, uh, Taylor and Cousins, uh, I have this a similar situation with uh, my man Jared Cook, who right. uh, obviously uh, didn't light the world on fire. Uh, you know, not unlike all of the tight ends, not named uh, Jack Doyle. Right. Right. Okay. Who I know. I know most people had Jack Doyle in the lineup, but. Um, uh, so, so if Jared Cook doesn't work out, the great thing is, uh, remember, is that you got him in the thirteenth round, or right. you got him off the waiver wire the day before right. week one. Right. I'm. I'm. Look, I. I use. I, I even told this to. I was on Chris Harris's podcast earlier today doing the waiver wire episode, and I told him this podcast any we use to vent, we use it to vent. And <laughs> and, and look, look, let's be honest here. When we're recommending late round everything, okay. There are going mm-hmm. to be picks, many picks that we we miss. There, there's 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 gonna yeah. be there's gonna be early picks that we miss, let alone late picks, which they're going late for a reason. So we're gonna whiff a lot. And, and the fact that like we had people, like I had people talking about Jesse James being a whiff this past week. What? And he was he without scoring a touchdown, he was tight end sixteen in PPR leagues, which. Off the waiver wire without scoring a touchdown, you have to be close to thrilled about. I mean, that's a, that's a yeah. good performance for a tight end. Wait, he he caught five balls for thirty-one yards. I mean, I know that's not a fantastic, but it was. Let's see, tight, who, tight who end, was tight end sixteen? It was better than Antonio Gates, right? I mean, there there <laughs> were tight ends that you started that were that were um, worse off than than what what Jesse James was this past week. It was better. It was better than Martellus Bennett and Kobe Fleener and Jared Cook. Right. Come on. Right. So I think that's just, you know, you know, always put it in perspective. I, to be honest, Denny, look, your teams might have sucked. My teams might have sucked. Some of our teams, whatever. I don't care. What matters is what happened this week, Denny, can only mm-hmm. be said through song. Jesus, take the wheel. Take it from my hands. Alex Smith, baby. Oh man! I mean, I was I was so I was tilting so hard watching that game on Sunday because I had him in most leagues, not in our not in our uh, LTS league, but in Apex and another league and a dynasty league. I had him going, and he had what two points at halftime, something like that. And then he just got. I mean, he just he he was the savior. Well, this is what happens though when you when you give Jesus volume, as it says in First John seven verse nine. It then. He succeeds, you know. Look, he saves. He saves your soul. Before we go on, we're gonna get hate mail for that. We're gonna get hate mail for that. Just, I'm sorry. Look, you look. Yeah. Look, we know we we're not trying to be rough to to religion. Uh, no, no, and 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 uh, I would say that uh, I feel 
um, privileged to do this as someone who went through Baptist high school. So I, I yes, get to, I get, I get to, privilege. I get to have a, yeah, you know what? I get to, I get to have a little jab here and there if I want. Yes. So, but, but yeah, no, you're, you're right. We will get some, uh, some hate for that. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 the more close-minded folks probably don't listen to us anyway, because we call a quarterback in the NFL, Jesus. Well, well, and also I would say if you're, if you're close-minded, you also just want to hear someone say, you know, you get Andrew Luck in the first and log out. So, um, but uh, by the way, so we, but we've seen this before with Alex, right? We've seen this in that Colts playoff game, that amazing playoff game against the Colts where he, where the Chiefs got down big and he, I think that did the Chiefs get down big or someone got down big. Anyway, he, he went berserk with like 40 throws. Um, we saw it once last year um, uh, against someone on the road. So I, I think, that 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 would be awesome if he got some opportunity like well, that. Well, yeah, and the secondary looked like crap. I mean, it, it was it's a it's an inexperienced secondary. You know, Marcus Peters gets all this love just because he gets picks all the time, but it's it, like he he's not great. I mean, the, the the secondary is not great, and then Justin Houston not being on that line. I mean, mm-hmm. it's 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 a it's a, a defense now that you can target where. Uh, there could be more negative game scripts, which is what a lot of, you know, what I at least thought going into the season that Kansas City was going to just see more volume in general in that passing offense. So Alex Smith, Denny, 28.02 fantasy points this week. He was the QB three, I believe. Uh, two other guys that, well, one other guy that, that we said you could stream also at the quarterback position was Brock Osweiler, who put up 16.64 points against a, a bad Chicago uh, secondary and a banged up Chicago secondary. Mm. Uh, it's a fine performance for week one off the waiver wire uh, with, for Brock. And then a deeper play that we threw out there was Joe Flacco, who put up 12.02 points and probably one of the most boring games outside of that Monday night game uh, in, 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 in that week one slate. Um, but part of the reason that that if you did play Joe Flacco or if you own Joe Flacco, uh, we'll get to that in a second. So, any no 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 huge surprises there. I, I would say overall quarterback was pretty successful this week. Yeah, I I, I mean especially considering there were such flameouts at, at the at the position. Uh, you, we talked about um, Cousins uh, and Tyrod being what among the bottom bottom seven yeah. you had Dak Prescott who yeah I think was universally liked he scored 10 points on 45 throws yeah yeah dude that that Giants defense at least the the, the corners in the line which is the way you went in the NFL that I think that it's it's going to be a much better defense than than what folks think yeah that's unfortunate that's unfortunate for for everyone involved including OBJ including Eli I'm yeah. I'm not looking forward to that defense being decent yeah true uh at the tight end position already mentioned Jesse James tight end 16 and then our boy Vance McDonald ended up scoring a touchdown uh to save his day he, he mm-hmm. ended up with 9.4 fantasy points which was a top 13 he was tight end 13 which is fine it's very sure. good this, this is fine this is fine uh, uh you know I the thing with McDonald, that was the worst possible scenario for him, I think, yeah. it, a, a game in which the Niners get out to a big lead and don't really have to force the ball at all. Uh, I don't think we're going to see that very often. And that starts this week where the Niners are uh, like a, what, 13 and a half point underdog. Yeah, they're going to get d- destroyed by Carolina. Right. Yeah. Right. So he's going to see more than two targets this week, thank God. And I think that we'll start to see that that happen more and more as the Niners show that they're probably not as as the the world beaters that they look like. Right. Uh, We mentioned uh, a good bit of defenses last week, four of them that I had on my sheet at least. Uh, One of the main ones was Tennessee. 
Uh, they only scored four fantasy points. They were a lower third uh, defensive streamer or defensive play rather. Um, but really, it's kind of BS because they didn't give up a single offensive touchdown. Right. No, it was it was all going well. It was all going fine and 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 swimmingly. And then they had some sort of ridiculous pooch kick to Cordell, uh, Corderell Patterson yeah. uh, in the third quarter, and he returned it to like the the other twenty yard line. And then the the Vikings just went from there and didn't make any huge mistakes, and then just waited for the Titans to implode like they always do. So yeah, that was just a, that was a situation where the defense, the Titans defense, could not survive its offense. Right, right. So the Titans defense, it didn't it didn't sink you. Hopefully, depending on your scoring uh, in your league, the other three defenses that we talked about, one of them being the Vikings that you might have played in a shallower league, they obviously killed it with two defensive touchdowns. They had twenty one points. I believe they were the top defense of the week. Uh, you also had the Eagles, which were were our, our chalky play. Uh, had 11 against that really, really bad Browns offense with, with RG3 running the, the show. And then the other defense we talked about, Denny, was the 49ers defense uh, at, mm-hmm. at home against St. Louis. And we know that they, they pitched the shutout. They had 16 points. Didn't necessarily get like massive sacks and, and turnovers or anything, but uh, they, were, they, were, they were dominant against that, that Rams offense. I mean, just completely dominant. The, that Rams offense is scary bad, isn't it? I I on it like like the way that they played yesterday. I'm this is not exaggeration. I have not seen. I don't think I've ever seen an NFL team play that poorly in my entire life. Given the opponent, given the opponent. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, they weren't lining up against New England. It's it's it was baffling. It makes me scared to have any Rams anywhere. Yeah, DFS I, right. Seasonal. I agree. You can't, if you have Todd Gurley, they have a tough schedule to begin with coming up, like try to get rid of them Ugh. now. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's just really, really a really crappy situation. Jeff Fisher. I have no idea how he has a job today. I really don't. I don't understand. He'll always, always, I mean, he hit only him and roaches survived the nuclear apocalypse. That's right. So that's right. That's well, all right. So overall, it was a, it was a good week one, I would say. Uh, actually, a very good week one, I think. I mean, it, it can go in a lot of different directions early on in the season because we don't have much data and to, to go off of, and there's a lot of surprises. But overall, nothing blew up in our face. Uh, it's it was it was good. That that's all we're, that's all we're asking for is is no more Nick Foles week three performances. That's the that's the LTS slogan. Yes. Uh, LTS. It won't blow up in your face. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Um, all right, so let's let's move on to week two. Uh, I'll start with the first defense just because it's the chalkiest streaming mm-hmm. defense that you can possibly find this week. It's Baltimore. You know, they are on the road, but they're seven-point favorites uh, against this, this Browns offense that's going to have Josh McCown under center, which probably, honestly, uh, makes the Ravens a little bit less attractive if in, versus RG3 being behind center just because RG3 is a little bit more of a D-gaffer. Who, I mean, Josh McCown still is, to be fair, but... Um, you know, RG3 will take those sacks though as well. Um, so, you know, I, the Ravens though, big favorites, the defense, you know, uh, whatever we want to say about the, the Bills offense. I mean, we have to give some credit to the Baltimore defense. It's kind of carrying over from what they did towards the end of last season. If you recall last season, the Ravens secondary was one that you just constantly, constantly targeted. Um, uh, but they got better towards the end of the year. Um, and, and, and maybe, maybe it's a turnaround a bit for them. Uh, this season, a, a defense that's traditionally been pretty good. Um, but even on the road, uh, Baltimore's a very, very chalky play and a very, very good play this week. Yeah, I don't think that there's anybody who jumps out. If you look at ownership percentages on the waiver wire, I don't think there's anybody who jumps out over Baltimore. By the way, speaking of RG3 being a total DGAF, 
A, first of all, people in Washington, let me tell you, I don't speak for everybody here, but the people I know are just smitten with hit with RG3's injury. They love it. They want more more news, more bad RG3 news. They want him to burn in hell. This is the best thing that's ever happened to the the uh, DC, Maryland, Virginia area. Yeah, yeah. So, and then and then their quarterback goes out and is is qu- quite literally did. like I mean, for for Kirk Cousins to do what he did last night against that Steelers secondary is is just inexcusable. Well, I mean, I'm kind of I. I'm a little freaked out about Cousins uh, this season overall because I think the Steelers just kind of showed you how to defend yeah. that offense. It, you know, you give them the six-yard completion, the eight, the ten, even the ten-yard completion. Give it to them because they can't go downfield. They have no running game. Kirk Cousins apparently has you know lead in his shoes because he won't run. He won't even move out of the pocket mm-hmm. anymore. So you know that maybe it feels to me just after that game that we're going to see a lot of very hollow 300 and even 350 and 400-yard performances from Kirk Cousins this year, kind of like how Stafford used to have those terrible 350-yard performances. Mm-hmm. You remember those? Yeah, yeah. So I, that might be a thing. Yeah. I don't know. All right, Denny, give us give – us, uh, there's two more defensive <clears throat> streamers that we have to talk about. We're, we're giving a lot, of, yeah. a lot of picks this week just because we want to, we want to fill you guys with some, some goodness. Yeah, I mean, look at the people are tilting. We need uh, they need options. Right. Uh, I'm tilting too. Let me tell you. <laughs> I'll be perfectly honest. Um, so, uh, Detroit is my pick. In fact, I I might like Detroit almost as much as Baltimore because a they're home. Uh, they're the pretty comfortable favorites uh, um, right now. They're playing a team called the Titans. Who I don't know. It listen. What if I told you? Has, has anybody considered this? What if the Titans are bad? Yeah, I mean, look, they they, <laughs> they really aren't good. I mean, what if, they, what if they're bad? I mean, it, it's really, it, it's really. Look, Sean Hill. The one thing to to, to take away from that Minnesota game and, and their de- the, the Titans defense, and I know that this isn't really, you know, they're, they're, you're talking more about the offense as well, but like, Sean Hill didn't put up numbers necessarily, but his net expected points metrics were actually not bad. Uh, which right. which shows that he was you know he's not putting up the fantasy numbers necessarily but he was a very strong he he played very well and then I looked at you know Greg Rosenthal uh, sent out a tweet earlier today who's he's you know he's gonna watch the film and grind the film he said the same thing so it's matching with what these advanced mm-hmm. metrics are saying so you know the fact that Sean Hill's doing that against his defense is is something. Right, so you know the 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 thought is that Detroit, just like Minnesota, will grab a lead. I don't know if it'll be via many defensive touchdowns or what, but uh, then that'll put the Titans in a position where they can't do what they want to do, which I guess is run it forty times a game. Um, and uh, I was looking at, at Marcus Mariota, who you know I may have said last year that he is the future goat. <laughs> I may I may have jumped that you won't believe this but I may have jumped the gun. You I know never, I, never. I I never jumped the gun. This time I think I may have. <laughs> so Mariota has 11 interceptions in 13 career games. Uh you know, it's not that's not like eye popping. It's not great either. Um he has a 62% completion rate uh in those 13 games and you know that's something that I've always looked for in a streaming defense is uh a, a quarterback who has a completion rate around 60% and uh, who who might be forced to throw. 
so that's what we we have here. It it just it all comes together. I I think you know the Titans gave up the most fantasy points per game to defenses last year. They come right out and they give twenty one to the Vikings in Tennessee. Um, it's not it's not looking good for them, and I think that we can just throw out a defense against them and trust trust the process. Yeah, and the other thing too, I think the Lions are going to be able to stop the run better than stop the pass, and that's a perfect matchup for uh for for this particular one simply because we know that Tennessee wants to run the football. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. All right, Denny, so, last one. Let's hear it. Um, it's the Bears. Uh, the Bears. Uh, Which I think both they, of us, though, see the Bears as more of a uh, secondary option to these other two defenses. I, I do. Yeah. I do. I mean, look, uh, Carson Wentz looked fine. He looked fine. But it, look, last like, week. why is everyone overlooking the fact that he just played Cleveland? Yeah. Right. right. Like, and, like, it's crazy to me that it's just being this, this like, I look, I get it. Like, it's exciting. It's great. But like, guys, Cleveland is horrible. Their defense mm-hmm. is horrible. Mm-hmm. And, and so, right. So the Bears are, they're at home uh, against, I mean, they're, look, they're at home against a rookie quarterback in his first road game. And from what I understand, just on, on Twitter, reading a couple things here and there, the people who understand quarterback play who grind that tape this is the second grinding tape reference we've had in this show which is a little weird it's freaking me out a little bit we're off brand off brand this is not a drill um uh say that while Wentz was good he also locked in on his receiver on his on his primary receiver time and time again it's just that Cleveland couldn't stop right, it. right. and you know I would think that the Bears they might watch some tape between now and then and there's a third tape reference. What are we doing? <laughs> what am I doing right now? Oh my god. I got we got to just delete, delete this show, show now. Yeah, seriously. Anyway, I I think I think it's a it's a setup for uh um you know, uh for for the Bears to have a pretty a pretty solid floor here. Yeah, I don't disagree there at all. I think that they're they're a strong play. So Let's move on to quarterback. Uh, the first one, again, super, super chalky. Ties directly to the, the, the reason we love the, the, the Baltimore defense is because we think that the Baltimore offense is going to be able to get ahead in this game. It's Joe Flacco. Um, you know, like I said, pretty easily the, the, the top streamer of the week, I think at least. Uh, he didn't look great in week one, but Buffalo's secondary is also pretty strong overall personnel-wise. Um, you know, we just saw, like I said, Carson Wentz just tore up Cleveland, uh, regardless of, of what uh, you know, him staring down receivers or mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. The The outcome was that he destroyed Cleveland secondary. Uh, the Ravens are big seven point favorites, have a relatively high 25 point team total, which is great. Um, and not only that, the thing with Joe Flacco, Denny, is that after this week, he gets Jacksonville and Oakland. And I mentioned this last week as well on the show. Uh, he gets Jacksonville and Oakland, both games, which could turn into somewhat shootouts. You know, mm-hmm. like just like if we look at this Baltimore team, they're, they are, you know, Mark Trestman likes to throw the football um, and there is no running game in this, in this Baltimore backfield right now. So it, it wouldn't surprise me at all if the Jacksonville and Oakland games at least have uh, totals from Vegas at like around 46 or 47. Mm-hmm. And if you have that, then that just, that's, that's good news for your quarterback. So I actually think Flacco's not just the best streamer this week, but I think he's going to be on this show the next two weeks unless he gets hurt or something. Yeah, I I think that if you're in a league where people are for some reason hoarding quarterbacks or maybe a 14 team league, I think now is the time 
to secure Flacco and just ride it out. Yeah, or transaction limit leagues where where folks right. always get angry at us because oh I can't I can't stream in my yeah. league settings. So that's <laughs> the story of. Fan- By the way, speaking of Flacco, uh, are you are you mentally prepared for Mike Wallace to go ham against your Steelers? Oh my gosh, Denny! Because that's happening, Denny. Denny, dude, Denny. No, seriously, you're uh, in that way. I'm I'm benching Antonio Brown. I'm plugging in Mike Wallace. <laughs> probably will. It's gonna be it's gonna be the most narrative street game imaginable. It's gonna be so good. It is. Um, he's gonna he's gonna get fifteen targets. Oh, it's ridiculous. Uh, before we get into, we have two deeper plays. I'm gonna get into the other kind of just normal play. I think you can go back to Brock Osweiler this week. I mean, we saw last week, as I mentioned earlier, that Kansas City secondary that's inexperienced without Justin Houston then up in the front seven. Uh, he's, you know, they're not putting on as not putting as much pressure on the quarterback. Um, we actually saw the San Diego offensive line dominate the the Kansas City defensive line throughout that game. If if Keenan Allen did not go down, San Diego would have won that game. I mean, there's yeah. there's no doubt in my mind. I mean, they were a completely different team when when Keenan Allen went out. Um, which by the way, rest. I mean, rest in peace. Ugh. Like it's it's so sad. And not only that, Denny. I look. You know that I already was tilt. Like, okay, let me just aside really quick, okay? <laughs> because everyone knows who listens to the podcast that I was drafting that team for the LTS league while I was hosting the podcast and trying to bring people in and stuff, and like it was chaotic. And I made the mistake of of drafting Tory Smith above Willie Sneed when I immediately, immediately after said I wish I would have taken Willie Sneed, but I didn't realize that he was so low on the on ESPN's list. And then mm-hmm. obviously in week one. Not only does Willie Sneed go off, and I didn't start Torrey Smith, but not only does Willie Sneed go off, but I lose Keenan Allen in that league. Mm. Just rough. Just such a bad beat. That is, no, that is unbelievably rough. By the way, Torrey Smith, not a thing, right? N- not happening. Look, I think I think that the game plan made sense where they're going to attack the slot, maybe use Vance a little bit against that particular defense. I want to see what happens in a super negative script. This next week's yeah. this next week's matchup against Carolina actually suits him well against those young corners, those rookie corners that Carolina has. So I'm I'm not saying you know I don't like Torrey mm-hmm. Smith by any means. And I I, I look I, the last month of the you know in August after I wrote like an article on some of my favorite value plays and I had Torrey Smith in there like literally a, a day or two after I'm like no Torrey Smith is going to be awful this year. Yeah, I think that that's definitely in the range of outcomes. And ju- by the way, just backtracking for a second, getting back to Keenan Allen. Uh, so my, I love, I love week one victory laps. I think that you do too. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, because look at what's what is more deserved than uh, just going going around the circle, <laughs> waving your flag, saying "I told you so." Okay, so 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 here's here's my my favorite one so far. Is the Keenan Allen victory yeah, lap? Yeah, the most ridiculous one. Easily. Yeah. So, so that this one goes. And maybe, maybe I'm I'm wrong here, but I think it goes. I told you Keenan Allen was injury prone, and that's why I never drafted him. I win, right? So my, but my my request. Okay, so good for you. You don't have any Keenan Allen. Good for you. My request to to that person doing the victory lapping would be this: Tell me, just let me know. <laughs> just let me know the next uh, fantasy relevant player who will go down to a non-contact injury because right. obviously you have inside information. Right. I want to know. I want to know. Like Joe, I want to know. Yeah, just, just slow get, arm be there. Get, 
give me give me that information. So so just uh, you know email it to me and we will we'll be good to go. So it's a good victory lap as long as you know. It's just a, it's just know. amazing to me too. Keenan Allen was destroying them. It, like, it's just like, what it's, are you guys talking about? Like how are you taking a victory lap about Keenan Allen right now? It's crazy. Oh my god, it drove me. I was just I was actually. I was actually mad online for like 24 hours. <laughs> it was so stupid. Look, like I, the only time I, and I've, I've, we've talked about this before. The only time that I try, at least I try to ever take victory laps is when I'm so over the top exaggerating about it. Like calling, mm. calling Marvin Jones, the greatest wide receiver on the planet or something like that. Like not saying like, cause that's the way it should be because fantasy football is supposed to be fun. And it's not supposed to be about taking victory laps when someone freaking tears his ACL and is out for the year. It's awful, right? right? It's terrible. It's it's awful. awful. That that would be like like we we take shots about you know Medi Bridgewater and this and that, but we would never say I told you Teddy Bridgewater's bad. His leg fell off. <laughs> right. It's like no, we would never say like, that. Teddy Bridgewater just went through an insanely traumatic event in his life to the point where like you have to feel for the man, regardless of his position, regardless of the amount of money he makes, regardless of any of that. It's a horrible, horrible thing that happened to Teddy Bridgewater. And to sit here and because people were like, because people hit us up and they're like, oh, are you going to talk shit on Teddy Bridgewater now? It's like, what do you, do you think? Who do you think we are? <laughs> it makes me think people think we're terrible right, people. <laughs> right. It's crazy. Like, Teddy has children, guys. Like, it's it's crazy. <laughs> Oh anyway. man! All right, oh. I'm gonna move on to Brock Osweiler again. So, okay. Look, the Kansas City secondary can be beat, uh, as we saw last week. You look at Vegas; the Texans are two and a half point favorites at home, which I think is a favorable thing for Osweiler. And look, I mean, like Will Fuller looked amazing in Week One. Will Fuller is going to be a thing this year. Uh, you combine that with DeAndre Hopkins on the other side. You have Lamar Miller, who was a freaking workhorse in that Week One game. The offense looks like it's going to be at least an average one this year, not a not a bottom half one. Um, but so I think it all just comes together. As Osweiler's a fine say, I think that he could just replicate what he did last week. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, you get fifteen, sixteen points out of him. Yeah. Um. So the 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 deep play now. This is for the folks out there who often tell us that streaming doesn't work in their league because everybody's taken. Now, Josh McCown is definitely on your waiver wire, okay? According to percentages across the industry, he's he's out there, okay? So uh, I know we talked up the Baltimore defense, but I think that there are scenarios in which the Baltimore defense can do well from a fantasy standpoint, and Josh McCown can pile up a few stats here and there. Um, uh, last year against the Ravens, you might remember, uh, I think we may have mentioned him on that show, uh, the preceding week, we'll he went for, in. yeah, we, we, that's fine. Let's let's pretend that. Uh, so we definitely mentioned him. He went for four fifty seven and two touchdowns, yeah, which is that. wow. Yeah. Uh, uh, on but it was on fifty seven throws against the Ravens. The next time that uh, he played the Ravens uh, later that year, he went for two twelve and one score on thirty eight throws. So. Uh, you know, the, the, it was one nuclear performance, one sort of forgettable performance. I think that it's highly likely that we'll have something between those two. Um, you know, uh, he has a, he, we've talked about McCown having a little Konami code to him and, uh, he ran 22 times last year in eight games, uh, which is, you know, it's not a crazy number, but it's not insignificant. Uh, but it, that included four rushes in one game and five in another, um, 
and both of those were big losses. Uh, you know, so the negative game script could be uh, could be decent for him. RG three had thirty dropbacks in I think it was three quarters, right? Three quarters of work. Yeah. So, so you know, around three quarters. So so he was on pace for you know forty two, forty five, even maybe more dropbacks. Uh, that's what I'm hoping for. That's what I think that you might get out of McCown uh, this week. Would I play him and the Ravens defense in the same lineup? I don't know. Probably not. I don't think I could do that. Well, but but Denny, this is where you and I are going to fight. Mm-hmm. Because I like another deep quarterback more than I like Josh McCown. Somebody deeper than oh come on. Okay. I like Trevor Simeon more than I like Josh McCown this week. Oh my god, we we really do need to delete this show now. Look, look, was was Trevor Simeon good last week? No, not really. I mean, according to number fire metrics, he was the eighth worst passer in week one, which I think makes sense. You know, bottom eight. That's about where he was at. Um, mm-hmm. but he also played a good front seven against Carolina. Obviously the Carolina secondary is not nearly what it was last year without Josh Norman, but this Indianapolis matchup is much, much juicier, so, or juicy, juicer, juicer. <laughs> it's much, it's ju- kid, much juicier, much juicier. Kid, kid, kids are listening. Go ahead. Um, so I, look, think of it this way. What did we see from, from Trevor Simeon in that week one game? We saw safe throws. You know, his one pick was was that horrible down the sidelines back foot throw. The other pick was a deflection. It, you know that that can, I mean, it's a good defensive line that can happen to any quarterback, and that's exactly what Detroit's offense does and did this past week. Matthew Stafford in Week One against the same Indianapolis defense that Trevor Simeon's going to say see. Matthew Stafford's a dot was like five and a half yards in Week One, maybe even less. I can't even, I don't remember what the exact number. Uh, he only threw look. Matthew Stafford only threw incomplete passes to Marvin Jones. Did you know that? Hmm. Matthew Stafford was 27 of 27 to every non-Marvin Jones wide receiver slash tight end slash running back last week. Wait, are you, is that a real stat? Yes, it's a real stat. He didn't, what? he didn't throw a single incomplete pass to anyone outside of Marvin Jones. Oh man, Marvin's horrible. Well, the, well, the problem, the problem is that Marvin Jones is the only one that's going deep and intermediate on that team. So, you know, it yeah, makes sense. Yeah. But, sure. but what I'm saying is, um, the you know this matchup if Trevor Simeon which I fully expect continues to take these safer throws I think that's going to exploit this this cold secondary similarly to the way that the Lions did in week one whether it's using a CJ Anderson whether it's using Emmanuel Sanders closer to the line of scrimmage running that that famous bubble screen that Demarius Thomas loves um you know I and without Vontae Davis especially this is a really really good matchup and then you look at what Vegas is saying there's a 45 point over under and the Broncos are six point favorites, which means they have a, a bigger uh, implied team total than even Baltimore does. And obviously we love Joe Flacco because of that. And because of the, the game script and how that could go. I think Trevor Simeon in deeper leagues. Look, I I'm going to say that he puts up a QB 12 performance this week. Exactly. I mean, QB 12. I, I want to fight with you because I think Simeon kind of unprotected out on his own uh, on a worse team. I think he is exploited to within an inch of his life and he's not fantasy relevant at all. But this is the one scenario where I think you're right, where I think that he can be okay from a fantasy standpoint, uh, uh, you know, at home against his team with the, you know, hopefully a positive game script. If, if we're talking about, you know, actually using him this week, um, he is a boring quarterback yes. for a, for a boring ass team. Yes. Yes. And, you know, and so I think, I think you, you may be on as much as I hate to admit it because I think he is horrible. 
I think you may be onto something. Right, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. All right, let's go into the tight end position. Denny, there's two guys that you want to talk about, two guys that I'm going to talk about. Uh, why don't you talk about, look, we got we to gotta resurrect them, right? I feel, look at this feels like a retro episode. It does. And look, if you guys go back and listen to our 100th episode and I put that montage together, I threw together a, 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 a portion of you saying this guy and talking about using him in a week. And that was probably in like 2008. <laughs> 2008. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was definitely 2012 though. Right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Dennis Pitta. Dennis Pitta. I have not said his name on this air in at least three years, except for to mock myself. <laughs> for those for those of you who don't know, just real quick, I dedicated a lot of ink to Dennis Pitta in the off season uh, after the 2012 no season. No one's written more about Dennis Pitta than Denny. And I feel, you know, I feel like I had a lot of good points. People were like, oh, yeah, this, you know what? The Pitta could be this guy, top five guy, this, that, boom, boom, boom. And then his hip went, you know, boom uh, in uh, training camp. And I remember I was actually, I was in New York City um, for some reason, no, for a wedding with, with my wife. And we were walking the streets and I, uh, we stopped for a second and I decided to check Twitter and my mentions were apocalyptic. <laughs> Because they, the Ravens had said, Pitt is done for the year, shattered hip. It's as bad as if he were in a major car accident, this and that. And so I was devastated. I had dedicated all this time. and so, so I'm hurt, okay? Still today, I'm still a little bit hurt over this. But I'm very happy for him and for us that we get to maybe use him again. Uh, Pitta in week one uh, played 78% of the Ravens snaps, which, I mean... I could not have guessed that. Could you? No. Coming into it, I mean, Never. you have Crockett Gilmore, you have uh, Max Williams. Um, you know, this, that was a very muddled uh, tight end situation. He ran 29 pass routes, which is a very healthy number, especially for such a slow paced game with uh, with with few plays. Um, you know, between the Bills uh, and the Ravens, he saw four targets. He caught three of them for 39 yards. I'm not saying you know three for 39, set it and forget it, but. Uh, you know, he has a, a good matchup. His quarterback has a good matchup this week, uh, and he's out there almost everywhere. Uh, so I, if you rode that Jared Cook, if you if you live that Jared Cook life and you can't stomach it for another week, then I think Pitt is a, a decent replacement. Yeah, I don't mind him at all. You know, the the fact that he is their their number one tight end in an offense that you know we've seen Tressman use tight ends in his offenses. Uh, I I think that he he makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and the the Browns, by the way, last week gave up seven receptions for uh, a very nice sixty nine yards nice. to the Eagles. The Eagles Titans. <laughs> nice. Um, uh, before I get into like my my more pure streamer, I want to mention Eric Ebron. Uh, he's he's owned in a little less than half of leagues, uh, according to ESPN leagues. But he was on the field for ninety two percent of the team snaps uh, this past week, which is great news because he was coming in with an injury. He's the de facto red zone threat in that offense for the most part. I know Marvin Jones is on one side, decent red zone threat. At least that's what the, the rate stats say. Um, but, you know, Eric Ebron ended up scoring a touchdown last week, saw five targets uh, in an offense that, that looked really good. I think, I think Eric Ebron has top 10 upside this year. I think that he showed that he has top 10 upside. So if he's out there, I think he's your go-to, your go-to target. Of, on, you know, I think you would agree too, Denny. 
Yeah, uh, well, I mean, look at that. That Lions pass game obviously is going to live and die with those short passes. And so in that case, you want whoever's playing tight end, yeah. pretty much. You you want whoever's catching ba- passes out of the backfield, uh, Riddick, mostly, and um, and then uh, the tight end, whoever that may be. So Ebron's great, yeah. All right, do you want to give your last tight end, Reco? Re- <laughs> I, hate, God, I hated that. <laughs> I hated I hated when I lived the corporate life and everyone used to say Reco all the time. Really? I've never heard Reco. Yeah, it was stupid. Oh man. Um what what do I hate uh with uh, uh corporate lingo? Everything, um, probably. Oh god. Let's let's oh. talk it. That's one. Let's talk it. Oh, here's one that made me want to jump out of the I worked on the ninth floor of the building for a long time. I wanted to jump out of the ninth floor every time someone said Let's get together an interface. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. They would say they would say, "Do you would you like to meet up an interface?" I was like, first of all, I'm married." <laughs> <laughs> Second of all, I mean, I'm not in the guys. It's not it's not a big deal either way. But it, you know, right, we're not doing right. that. And secondly, and thirdly, <laughs> we're not we're not computers. We're not robots. Right. What is? That? Why are you talking like that? What the hell is that? Yeah, I don't want to interface with you, but I'll talk right. if that's if if that's all the same. Anyway, um, let's move on to Virgil Green. <laughs> um, <laughs> obviously, um, Virgil Green, uh, four targets, four catches for 28 yards uh, in that um, very boring game with a boring team and a boring quarterback and everything else um, against the Panthers. Uh, you know. One thing that I think that if you watch the game, you would have seen that Virgil Green was standing all by his lonesome in the back of the end zone. And then, Did you see and that? And then the goat threw it, the, threw him the ball, and it got deflected. Yes, it got deflected. I mean, he was like, he was wide. Oh, and you could see him being like, you know, devastated because here's a guy who's been waiting like four years to get a shot, right. you know, and 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 he was he was on the verge of of a touchdown. On the, on the Virgil of a touchdown. On the ver- wow, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, that, that's, that's actually not, not, that's actually your second track in your album. I stole it from that. It's called Virgil uh, on the Virgil of a touchdown. <laughs> it's it's on the Virgil and then in parentheses of <laughs> yeah, a touchdown. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so um, so Virgil Green uh, is obviously a great red zone threat. And if you believe that the Broncos will hit somewhere around their implied total, then you have to think. That he has a chance to uh, to score one. Yeah, yeah, I totally like that. All right, my last <clears throat> tight end recommendation is the same one that I gave last week, but I like him even more this week. Even after seeing what he did last week, it's Jesse James. Um, there's a lot of reasons I like it. Number one, Denny. Last season, the Steelers played the Bengals twice in the regular season. Okay, mm-hmm. Heath Miller both games had ten receptions in mm. in both of those games. Okay, mm. that's the number one thing to like. Wow. Number two thing to like, then he's giving me this stank face right now. <laughs> it's just the most ridiculous thing he's ever heard in his life. No, I I don't. It's it seems like a stat I would remember. I feel like you're making this it's up. It's real. It's a real thing. Look, in week one, Quincy Enumwa for for the uh, for for the Jets, he ended with seven catches on eight targets for 54 yards and a touchdown. Right. He played the majority of his snaps, 63% of his snaps, from the slot. Eric Decker also played the slot. He also scored a touchdown. The reason for that is because Darquez Denard, their third corner, their slot corner, was out, which means they exploited that part of the field. 
So even if Denard plays, I think, in week two, that's fine because James, Jesse James himself was involved enough in the Steelers' offense um, in week one. He had seven targets, five receptions, 31 yards. He almost scored a touchdown. He was like three yards away from scoring a touchdown uh, at one point in the game. Um, so I think just, you know, if Denard's out, that's phenomenal news for both Eli. Like Eli Rogers is probably going to eat again uh, this week. But also Jesse James, who I think is going to be just a de facto red zone threat. Obviously, mm-hmm. Ben looked his way against the Bengals last season. Um, I think that he's in a fantastic, fantastic spot this week. I'm in total agreement. Sweet. All right, yeah. so streamers, just to recap. Jesse James, Dennis Pitta, Eric Ebron, Virgil Green uh, at tight end. Then you got uh, McCown and Trevor Simeon. I think I convinced Denny on Trevor Simeon after after speaking to him as the, as the deeper player. Do you want to yeah. fight me this week on it? No, you know, I can't. I, I, don't, I don't have a leg to stand on. I can only... I can only give hot takes uh, that have some like semblance of truth to them, but I got nothing here. I got nothing. And the, the floor guys, though, that you want to target, a Joe Flacco is easily the top one. And then Osweiler's fine as well. And then defense, you got Baltimore, Detroit, and Chicago. All right, Denny. Lots of people are tilting, which means we got lots of questions to, to roll through. Uh, and we are a decent, decent chunk through the podcast. So this might be a longer podcast. So hopefully the uh, hashtag listeners are okay with that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they are. Uh, this first one is from at John underscore T4K. Matt Ryan or stream? Matt Ryan gets Oakland at Oakland. Would you play Flacco over Ryan this week? Uh, I mean, it depends. It really depends on Julio's health. Uh, but if Julio plays, I, w- I would actually play Ryan. Yeah, I think I'd go Ryan too. Next one, at Nevy J. All he says is, why Kirk? Why? Good question. Yeah, I don't think you can start Kirk Cousins or Tyrod Taylor from at least this week. You got to see it first. I mean, Kirk Cousins threw for three hundred and thirty yards and then pooped his pants in the red zone. Right. So, right. but, but they, they play, they play some... Dallas this week, and that's that's obviously a, a a a just not a fun matchup at all. No, it's not. Dallas games are not fun. They're not fun at all. They're boring. They're uh, excruciating. They're low scoring, and I hate watching Cowboys games. So yes, right. And you know that Zeke's gonna be able to run on that Washington rush defense, as we, as well, we he's, saw D'Angelo. He's their best defender. That's true. That's very true. Um, <clears throat> this next one is at uh, SAB Metrics. He says, how worried should I be about Ty God and Watkins' terrible week one performance? Short week coming versus the New York Jets' upcoming stream options instead of Ty God. So, look, I think we're both in agreement. You don't play Tyrod Taylor this week, and it's a horrible matchup. Look, Buffalo was the lowest pace or the slowest pace team in week one. The Jets were the third slowest. I mean, this game is going to be just as bad as that Washington Dallas game. Oh, yeah. Uh, next one, not at not in your league. You said drop Jared Cook or hold. Does Chunky Clay, Chunky, Chunky Clay become more relevant with a one-legged legged Watkins? Is Dennis Pitta a thing yet? So we already know the Dennis Pitta thing. Right. Do you, uh, so Charles Clay is interesting. I, you know I love Charles Clay. I think that he does get more involved. as you. His matchup in week one wasn't good. The Ravens were actually amazing against tight ends last year, if I recall correctly. Um, so I, I'm, I'm fine with, I'm, I'm not fine with Charles Clay this week or anything. I, I still need to see what the offense does. But Denny, where are you at with Jared Cook? Yeah. Jared Cook, he ran more routes than uh, Richard Rogers. Richard Rogers had that really nice catch on the sidelines, which yeah, definitely did not look like a dad there. No, somehow for for once he didn't look like a dad. So, um, so you know, I and Jared Cook started, and he's top of the depth chart. I I don't think that he's going to be a guy who. 
uh, who's going to be the second, you know, the, 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 the second, the second option in that passing attack, obviously maybe the third, probably more like the fourth. So, uh, I think we, we talked about when, when he was signed with green Bay, uh, we said he's going to have some crazy fantasy performances. He's also going to post a bunch of zeros. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then, you know, so I know I was higher on him than that when coming into the season, I think for decent reason. Uh, but but now I look back and I think, well, maybe we were right off the bat. Yeah, usually how it goes. Uh, this next one is from S Cedar 015. Thoughts on mouthwash? That stuff hurts like hell, so I assume it works. But after big floss, I don't know what to believe. Yeah, no, you can't believe that. No, 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 that's a lie. That, that's a uh, no, yeah, the 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 mouthwash with alcohol is not good. It's not recommended. Interesting. By but of course, you know, dentists recommend flossing. So they're in the pocket of big floss. I don't know if, who you can believe, but you <laughs> here's what you use. You use uh and I'm I'm definitely not paid by ACT, ACT yeah. uh uh mouthwash. I use it. It doesn't have alcohol in it. Uh you can't get drunk on it before work, which is nice. Right. Um and um uh, and it, apparently it's better for your gums. So uh, if it's burning your gums, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's working. I used to think that. I used to be like, oh, oh, it hurts so bad. It hurts so bad. But you know what? It's working. That's not true. Yes. This next one, at uh, K of the world, he says, is Ty got a drop now? I mean. Look, in, in, if you're in a shallow, uh, look, if you can, if you can hold him for a week, I'm fine with that. But I also am all like, I'm not against you dropping him just because the quarterback position doesn't matter, guys. It just doesn't matter. This is this yeah. is why we. It doesn't. We do, it just doesn't. So if you need a roster spot, that's fine. I, you know, at this point in the season, look, the waiver wire is not good this week. It's just not. So you might be able to get away with holding him for for an extra week. I don't. I don't want people to get caught up on name value, especially because. Ty God was so good to us. Ty, you know, Ty God is good yeah. um, to us last year. I don't think that you should. I think you should try to separate the name from what's happening, and it's a disaster potentially offensively. Right. Uh, this next one is. Oh my God! I always get his freaking name wrong. I can't stand this right now. <laughs> At a Foshaw seventy Foshe. he says, "What do you guys uh, think of Ty Hilton this week? He's playing Denver." Would you sit him in favor of guys like Legarrette Blunt, Manny Sanders, Tajay Sharp, or Geo? I think I'd still play T.Y. Hilton. Oh, I thought you were going to say Sharp. No, I do love me some Sharp, though. I know you do. Mm, I guess Hilton. Uh, next one, at Beer in Blank. Denden. This is from Melinda. Denden. How much does Big Corn pay you? 50 years a month? 100? I'm not I'm not a whore. <laughs> No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's a hundred. That's actually a hundred. Good, good. That's a good guess. Yeah. Next one at Corey Wads. Just drawing off from a, from an zero and five start. Should I a keep grinding or b invest in tankless water in a tankless water heater? Dude, <laughs> the shower cry stuff. You guys are really good at it. You guys are, you guys are so creative with the shower cry stuff. It, it makes me feel ashamed that I. You, you're much funnier with it than I am than I ever right. was. I, you've taken it to a new level. And that's that's also hilarious. Get a get a heater. You're gonna need it. Yeah. Next one at rejected papers. Uh, who's the guy who had the baby last week, wearing the right. the, the dad shirt? Um, mm -hmm. So welcome back to reality. Hopefully your baby's not keeping you up at night. Uh, mm -hmm. 
He says, uh, took a couple of losses with Cousins slash Cook. Are you panicking on them yet? Yes, both of us are. Uh, yeah, huge, hugely, yes. Also, can we get a future dad runner baby onesie? Oh. Look, I need to – okay, this is what needs to happen. Yeah. I need yeah. to source ideas from everyone. So if you guys have ideas, like hit us up on Twitter and we'll we'll make it happen. Because we need yeah. to start selling shirts and stuff more and, and do more about that. Yes. Next one, at uh, 2, 2 Nov 12, 2 November 12 probably is what it is. What's Gurley's value now? Worth trading Cooper for him? Uh, or, or, or which side would you want, Cooper or Gurley? Cooper. Yeah, same. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm staying so far away from Todd Gurley right now. It is not even funny. Uh, okay, real quick. 2015, he scored 10 fantasy points when the Rams lost. Uh, he, he, got, he scored five fantasy points on 18 touches against the 49ers last night or Monday night. So it's not looking good. I would take... Macklin. Ooh, man. Yeah. Man. I would do it. I don't know if I'm there yet, but I, I get it. I get the the uh the logic. This <laughs> this next one is at hat trick two three two three. If you were Joe Flacco, would you roster Justin Tucker on your fantasy team? Is streaming kickers a thing? Streaming kickers definitely a thing. So I mean I'm I'm, I'm gonna I, take this question as if you own Joe Flacco, would you play uh, Justin Tucker? I'm always torn about that because the the thought that I have, which you probably have the same thought, is, you know, if if the if Tucker has a big game, then likely Flacco doesn't. Right, I agree. And there's there's always going to be plenty of kicker options that you don't have to force yourself to use that that kicker. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's definitely good good game theory right there. Next one at Seawalk underscore eighty four Stafford Palmer Carr or live the stream. So Stafford gets Tennessee. Great matchup. You definitely are not living the stream here. Uh, yeah. No. Stafford gets Tennessee. Palmer, who's Arizona play? The uh, Tampa. Tam- yeah, Tampa. Tampa, another good matchup. Carr against Atlanta. I think they're all at home, too. Yes. Um, I would probably go Stafford. I guess, yeah. Carr probably has the most upside, though, because that has the most potential to be a shootout. Yeah, and the and the Falcons stink. They they get no pressure on the quarterback. Guys just sit back there and pick them apart. Yeah. Uh, next one at BPV one hundred three. Drop the Vikings D for a streamer this week. Yes, they're playing Green Bay. Mm. So yes. Yeah. Um, next one at the Dylan Ryan ten team non PPR can start four wide receivers when zero RB and my sixth wide receiver is Marvin Jones. Congratulations, because Marvin Jones is the goat and he's the number one. He's actually your number one <laughs> wide receiver, and you just don't know it. Would yeah. you then, because Marvin Jones is a six wide receiver, would you trade Julio for David Johnson? Who who are his other receivers? I, apparently, Marvin Jones is his sixth his sixth best. So, well, I mean, I, I, look, I, I'm I, saying I I'm know. saying no. Just be, I I think you can get like, I, I get the logic behind it. I just I don't think that you need to do that. Could you, I mean, maybe package your wide receiver two and four right, exactly. or something? Exactly, that's what I would do. Go for those two for ones. Go for the two mm-hmm. for ones. Next one, uh, at Aleds77, he says, uh, drop Jesse James for Dwayne Allen, full point PPR. Uh, yeah, I would. Yeah, I would too. I, you know I love Jesse James, but Dwayne Allen is is a, a monster. Uh, at James underscore Silva underscore, is Dwayne Allen a good start versus Denver? Or go with one of your streamers. Yeah, uh, Denver gave up a surprising number of receptions to tight ends last year. Uh, so Greg, Greg I Olson found his groove too in that game on Thursday. 
Yeah, it's like the one area that teams that that teams can attack Denver, uh, you know, via the tight end rather than via the wide receiver. Uh, this next one at three one nine Woody Matt Ryan Mariota Garoppolo or streamer Matt Ryan yeah Ryan uh, next one at the FF Whisperer who to replace Allen already have Evans Dorsett and Hogan waiver wire options are Sanders Sanu Wallace Rogers LaFell and uh, Tyrell Williams wait San Emmanuel Sanders is on the waiver wire Sanders what other Sanders is there Dion. No, I don't know. Ace? Um, <laughs> oh, I remember that guy. I mean, if it's if, if Emmanuel Sanders is on the waiver wire, you got to pick him up. You should be owning him over probably both, I mean, at least Chris Hogan. Oh, man. I, mean, Sanu, I can't wait till Brady's look, back, look, dude. Sanders, Sanu, and Rodgers, try to get all of them on your team. I would I would take Sanders, Sanu, and, Roger, and Eli Rodgers over Chris Hogan. Is Sanu alive? I, I, don't, I, I haven't seen the report. Like, he was in a boot, though. Yeah. And that, that's sad to mm-hmm. me because Sanu's one of the guys that I love this year. Um, next one, at Nick Meld, sell Mark Ingram or does he take those PPR touches back from the inefficient cadet? No. I don't think he... No what? No, I mean, no, he's not getting those back. I, I think... I mean, they cut CJ Spiller today. Yeah, I mean, I think cadet is that guy. I, I wrote about this in 15 transactions. It was less about selling Mark Ingram, but... More about, look, we have a one-year sample where Mark Ingram caught passes, and it was last year. And last season, they didn't have a Traveris Cadet or Darren Sproles in that backfield. They had C.J. Spiller, who clearly is not good. Um, so I'm a little worried if you're a Mark Ingram owner. I would be worried. So two was it two seasons ago we were drafting C.J. Spiller in the first and second it was round? last year where it was – no, no, that was like three or, three or four years ago. But, but yeah. last year, C.J. Spiller was like a fourth rounder in PPR leagues. Man, what what a downfall. Yeah, but if you want to sell Mark Ingram, I'm not against it because I think that it's a little bit of a scary situation. He's more of like a, you know, a glorified Latavius Murray or something maybe now. Mm, God, Latavius is so disappointing every week. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, next one, at Future Stars NYC says, drop Bennett for James, Tammy, McDonald, Ebron, or Pitta. I would, I would take Ebron over Martellus Bennett all day long. Would you take James? Yeah. I do. I would too. I really would. <laughs> I I haven't gotten behind the Martella stuff though. All like you know, I don't think either of us are really into it. Just like it, it's not, you know, he's a good good blocker. Make makes sense for him to. It made a lot of sense for them to use him on the line against that Arizona defense this past week, and I think that that's going to be kind of the, the way that it works moving forward for the most part. So, you know, I, I don't I don't love Martellus Bennett this year. I think Jesse James has just as much upside given the offense that he plays in. Sure. Uh, next one at Adrian underscore Charlie. I have Zeke, but no Alf uh, in a dynasty 0.5 PPR. I've been offered Alf and Vereen for Riddick. I should ask for more, right? Alf and Vereen for Riddick. I would take Riddick over those two all day long. I'm really excited about Riddick. Yeah, I mean, uh, so I wrote, so I did write Riddick up as a sell in 15 transactions, only just to say, you know. This big week, he probably he probably won't he probably won't have a performance like that again this season. Well, not not with the touchdowns, right? But he's he's going to be involved for sure. Yeah, I mean, but he, but he got he got enormous opportunity. I I mean, you know, I'm not saying he's going to get that uh, all, all the time. But do you remember off the top of your head how many targets he got? Uh, uh, oh, five, five targets. Yeah. He caught caught all five for 63 yards. Right. 
and a touchdown. And then he, but he got seven carries too, which is big for him. A lot, a lot more than I. The would problem have. is that he he yes. was out with a little bit. He was out a little bit because of a concussion, but he still only saw thirty-seven percent of the team's snaps, which is a little bit scary. Um, it is, so yeah. that that's my hesitation with Riddick, but I do think Riddick is going to be. I mean. I didn't doubt that he would be involved this season. Uh, I think he he's he's a good PPR option. I would I would ask for more because Alfred Morris, look, Alfred Morris to me is still you know just a, one of the higher end handcuffs, and I don't like I don't like rostering those guys that much right. uh, until you're later in the season. Next one at Swaggy Dad Runner thoughts on LA slash SF. It was like driving past a bad car accident, not being able to look away. Harambe didn't die for this. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh man, you're right about that. Uh it felt you know what it felt like with the announcers with Berman and Young and then with the the radio guys that the, that that hilarious call from the drunk guy running on yeah, on the man. field. Uh Kevin Harmon or something was it was So you know you know what it, fe- it felt like we were all in on the joke. It, didn't it? It all felt like we were we were all acknowledging that this game is a joke. These teams are a joke. The Rams are a joke. And we're just going to enjoy this joke together. Right. Just felt like that's what it felt like. It was really, really bad. Um, this next one is at LG Zorro. He says, best home remedy for this Berman broadcast induced hangover. Oh, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Mm, I don't know, man. I mean, cocaine, I guess. Yeah. Uh, this next one is from at we wing 12 Fia Keenan's impact on rivers drop cook to roster backup kickers since they scored in the same. <laughs> I don't, I didn't catch that part. What drop cook to roster a backup kicker since they score the same. God, that hurts. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> Keenan's impact on rivers is going to be, I mean, last year it was pretty substantial. It was like a seven point swing per game for rivers, but they also had a pretty tough schedule. I still think it's going to probably be, you know, rivers is not in that to me, he's not a firm. To me, he had a top five upside with Keenan Allen. Now he probably has more like top twelve upside. That's exactly what the numbers say. Yeah. Uh, this next one at Playsance, he's underscore. He says, or they say, already time to pull the plug on Ty God and Fleener as every week starter. So we already talked about Ty God. What are you at? Where are you at with Fleener? I have so I, I understand Fleener is not. Was was not involved. Um, I don't have the the snap data. Do you do you know that off the top of your yeah. head? Yeah, well, not off the top of my head, but Fleener played a hell of a lot of snaps. I think like eighty one percent or something like that. Okay, so he was playing. He was on the field. We have that going for us. Also, this week, just for what it's worth, they play the Giants, who just gave up nine catches on a, a, four, I think eleven tar- fourteen to Jason Witten. Fourteen what targets? Uh, 14 targets, right. Nine catches on 14 targets to Jason Witten. Last year, no team gave up more receptions or yardage to tight ends uh, than the Giants. So the the, the matchup, uh, the, the Vegas totals, it doesn't get better than this week. So if it's going to happen for Fleener, I believe it can happen this week. So I, I, I would not, I'm not dropping him anywhere. Yeah, I'm not dropping him either, and I also think just just a little tip. I think it's another Willie Sneed week because of the way that you attack this Giants Giants defense. If if in three wide receiver sets, if he's in the slot, then he's going to just destroy the the Giants. Um, next one at bathroom underscore humor. Who would you who would and wouldn't you burn a number five waiver priority for in PPR if you lost Keenan Allen, uh, Tyrell Williams, Jeremy Curley, Eli Rogers. 
I would want Eli Rogers over there. Yeah, I, th- over. I think I would too. Eli Rogers should have a role in the offense regardless of what happens this year. Would you want Curly? He saw 11 targets last night. Yeah, I'm not. Again, I think that's just the way that they you, you target that Rams defense. I, I'm, not, I'm not buying into that completely just yet. Okay. Uh, at Dwyer uh, Snow, he says, as a Rams fan, will Giff Fisher be my only joy this season? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, look, guys, I'm tired as hell right now because I, I went GIF crazy last night. <laughs> you went, you, you, you OD'd on GIFs. Uh, Amanda found you gift out uh, half naked on the floor. I mean, it was, it was sad. She called me. She was crying. I said, don't worry. Listen, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. He just did one too many gifts. It was, it was, it was, it was a lot of fun though. But I, look, I, I this is for you, Drew Dinkmeyer, who thinks that I go to bed at ten thirty every night, ten ten o'clock maybe even every night. I was up till one thirty in the morning sending Jeff Fisher gifts on Twitter. Dude, that's amazing. I haven't seen one thirty. Well, I have you seen one thirty. I've been yeah with you, <laughs> but I've also seen one thirty feeding uh, baby Eleanor right, um, right. at one thirty, and then three thirty, and then five thirty. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, this next one at Big L four five six have Rivers are Ryan Flacco Mariota Mariota or Jesus Smith better options in week two and going forward than Rivers without Keenan. If those guys are on the wire, if like a Matt Ryan's on the wire, it sounds like your your waiver wire is fruitful. I'm okay with. <laughs> is that what's wrong? What's, uh, can't we can't we just just refer to quarterbacks as fruit? No, no, yeah, just that is, that is the best. Description of a waiver wire of all a fr- time. A fruitful waiver wire, Denny. Uh, Matt Ryan, I'm fine with just dropping rivers and playing and streaming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, at uh, Emas Elink, Emas Elink, he says, "How much OBJ volume going down with emergence of Cruz and Shepard? AJ Green going to have volume to be overall wide receiver one? The latter is a is a potential yes, but not with Antonio Brown because Antonio Brown's a monster. But are you worried about the OBJ volume? I mean, I think that if anything affects it, it'll be what we mentioned earlier, which is uh, an improving defense. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that." I, I mean, this is just my feeling on it, but I don't think that uh, Shepard and Cruz are going to be taking a ton of targets away from the second or third best wide receiver in the game. Right. Yeah, I mean, he should still be fine. Uh, the next one, at Steinman underscore, thoughts on Abdullah and Tevin going forward and what player lost the most value in week one? I mean, he kind of mentioned it there, and I, I think a guy that pops into my mind is Devontae Freeman. Um you're you're talking about someone who everyone you know people I I just sounded like someone on ESPN the way that they always describe people you're talking about a guy who they always they always do that well that's vamping that's just that's uh <laughs> you know giving yourself time to think by just saying something uh-huh. like when you when you hear someone go look at the end of the day we're going <laughs> right. to what they're doing you're processing a lot of stuff when you're saying at the end of the day right, which is why I say you know, it all the time right at the end of the day, you say at the end of the day a lot. Right, and it's fine. I'm just trying to think. Uh, so, yeah, but with, with, with Devontae Freeman, dude, I mean, he played like four four more snaps than Tevin Coleman or something in week one. Uh, Tevin Coleman, the, the scariest, the most frightening part is Tevin Coleman saw more targets than Devontae Freeman when that is Devontae Freeman's role is to be that receiving back in the offense. I'm scared shitless of what to, what's going to happen with Devontae Freeman moving forward. Pardon my French. Yes. 
I also uh, am scared. Fe- fecal matterless yes. too. Yes. At Joe, son of Joe. One more real question. Jesse James, a hold. Yes. He said he's mm-hmm. – so th- look, even Joe, who's in our fantasy leagues, he says snap count was lit. Production was not. So that's what I'm saying. People don't think that Jesse James like, – like five receptions for 31 yards from a tight end. He just didn't find the end zone. That's fine. That's fine in a PPR format. He's not going to – I don't see Jesse James piling up 150 receiving yards. Right. Okay, but, we're, like, we're, like, that's not it's happening. It's just not going to happen. But he has like probably like eight touchdown upside this year. Sure. Yeah. Next one, at Swimmer's Build. Eat a sp- spoonful of nutmeg or watch another L.A. Rams primetime game. Oh, God, I'll stomach the nutmeg. Oh, definitely. I think that we, we should do that in video form and then – and then and then <laughs> not watch a LA Rams primetime game. We should. Yeah, we'll do. We'll we'll eat nutmeg. Mm. That'll go well. Next one mm. at Kenny underscore itn. When are you guys going to replace Denny? <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> I mean, I'm having a decent show, and all of a sudden I get hit over the head. Next one at Fitz underscore eight four three is Sneed a safe every week start? Right now. I mean, he's gonna go off again this week. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with him at least for right now. Wow, you're very, you're very certain. I like, I like Willie Sneed this week. Look at look, Cole Beasley went ham too last week. He had 12 targets or 11 targets or something. That's, I mean, rest in peace, Des Bryant. He had a good run. Yeah. Next one at Craig Oria. He says, "What week is acceptable to panic?" I I am pro panicking at all times. I, I, look, I'm not. I, I said it earlier today. I, in my 15 transactions intro, I made the analogy of the way people view panicking in fantasy football is a lot like the way that I feel when I'm watching an Adam Sandler movie, a new Adam Sandler movie, where I'm sitting there and I'm watching it, and I'm like, well, if people think that this is good, then I'm going to keep watching, and then it's mm-hmm. just never good because every Adam Sandler movie is bad. It's like it's like people are sitting here and they're saying, "Oh no, just wait. It's going to get better. It's going to be fine." You have to react at some point. Like like there are some really bad Adam Sandler movies that I should have just turned off when I first started watching them. That's exactly no. I am all for this uh, this scenario. And th- I mean, we're talking about the dog in the room full of flames, right? Where he says, this is fine. I'm I'm currently fine with the circumstances that are unfolding or whatever. And then he freaks out later in a, in a subsequent cartoon. He freaks out. He says, everything is not fine. Right. Every, they're killing gorillas, you know, in reference to Harambe, rest in peace. Uh, so, no, everything is not fine. This is a short season, okay? We're not playing fantasy baseball, thank the Lord Jesus. Hey, I'm, I love fantasy baseball. Oh, you're sick. Uh, next one at Oshkosh Jeff. Would you drop Ty Goat and ride Flacco for the next three weeks? Ideally, I, ideally, I'd like to keep Ty God, but if I have to, I'm fine with just going living the stream. Look, if Sammy Watkins is really dinged up and can't run like a full complement of routes and can't stretch the field, then Ty God is not going to be fantasy relevant very much this year. Right. He also says, also JJ, were you twerking along with Antonio Brown? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I would like to. Was say that, that not that was was that not one of the greatest touchdown celebrations you've ever seen? Though, I mean, I I told you. I mean, I I'm pregnant after watching it. <laughs> right. It was it was just crazy for you to see the Steelers' third best wide receiver do that in the end zone. Oh man, I'm glad you. I'm you know what? I'm glad you come around uh, <laughs> yeah, that you're finally <laughs> seeing the light. I've, I, look, it it goes Eli Rogers, 
Sammy Goats, and then and the Antonio's fine. He's fine. Uh, this next one is at Arrowchamp3. Need recommendations for a lowest score possible wins without a player scoring zero league. Uh, he said Anunwa blew up on me. <laughs> That's so good. You want to hear the best play in those leagues? You ready for this? Yeah. Tavon Austin. Wait, what? What did he score? In the lowest score possible wins without a player scoring zero league. If you're in a standard league, Tavon Austin had thir- had had 12 targets and 13 yards, Denny. <gasps> No. Yeah, he had 12 targets for 13 yards last night. I've never even considered that that's possible. You know, I looked it up, and I was tweeting about this earlier. I looked it up. Only two players since they started counting target data in 1992 have ever done that. And one of them, actually two, they're both good. One of them was Carl Pickens in 1993. Good Bengals wideout. The other one, Calvin Johnson. What? (laughs) Yeah. That's weird. 2009. It's crazy. I mean, if I have to hear one more time about if they just get Tavon in space, don't no, it's just no. We're done with that. He used a disastrous draft pick. He, you know, it, it, and they're going to keep force feeding him because they're a bad team. One at Jared Chacon, he says, "Lost my matchup because I started Cook. Best way to recover: bubblegum ice cream, shotgun double IPAs, or Arby's." <laughs> here's what i would do i would get super drunk and go to arby's and eat but don't eat you know at a table take your roast beef sandwich take your animal flesh into the bathroom stall and eat it there while crying can i say one thing though one thing that really really makes me mad is sure. when people pinpoint and look, Jared, you sound like you're a great guy. Your your avatar, I can only see the little thumbnail, but I think it's like you and your wife or fiance, and she's like kissing you on the cheek, and it's super adorable. I'm sure you're a great guy. But just know this. One guy is not losing your fantasy matchup. You didn't lose your fantasy matchup because you started Jared Cook. You lost your fantasy matchup because you didn't score as many points as your opposing team, and your team probably has nine-plus players on it. So just remember that. I, I never understood that concept either. I've never had the urge to say I lost because of this player. I mean, you, you lost in part due right. to Jared Cook being horrible, but right. Jared Cook certainly didn't help you. Mm-mm. Next one at there's two more at a underscore dot underscore zero. Would you start the Jets defense over the streamers this week? I thought that was a really good question. Mm, I don't think that they have a similar ceiling at all. Yeah, as the as the guy as the defenses we talked about, are they on the road? Yes, it's in Buffalo and it's a push right now. You know what? Uh, I I would start the Ravens and the Lions. Yeah, I, I, I can get I can get behind that. This yeah. last one is at underscore Big Floss. Uh, the, what? Yeah, this is a, this is a name. Oh my god! How should Barnage owners feel on a scale from this is fine to shower cry? I mean, I actually think that this might be fine. Yeah, because of Josh McCown, right? McCown just force feeds that dude, and he was on the field a lot. It's not like he's being phased out. Yeah, I'm, I kind of feel the same way about Duke Johnson. It's it might be a good, it might save his season that RG three because RG three traditionally has not targeted running backs in the passing game. So this this actually might save Duke Johnson's season a bit too. Yeah, don't don't cut bait uh, on Barnage. Seriously. Yeah. All right, Denny, that does it for the questions. Uh, we're way over our typical hour, so why don't you let everyone where, know where they can find you? Uh, at CDCarter13 on the Twitter, and uh, check out draftdayconsultants.com. We have a DFS newsletter that I think you might like. I think you might.
Maybe. I'm JJ Zacharyson. You can find me on Twitter <laughs> at LateRoundQB. And all my work over at NumberFire.com. Uh, I wasn't going to whisper the rest of the podcast. I, I was I was hoping you wouldn't because it was freaking me out a little bit. <laughs> uh, you can find all the work over at NumberFire.com. Uh, 15 transactions went out today, and then I'll have my start sick out on Thursday. Denny, you ready to go get some milkshakes prior to week two? Yes, because this is fine. This is fine. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We will catch you next week. Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long. It's fast. For more fantasy football info, check out LakeGroundQB.com. Hope you come back soon as we share about the team.